0: Welcome back to VQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And we will get to defensive rookie of the year and some other divisional bets that we like and dislike in just a bit. But first, we got to get into a little survivor talk because there was absolute carnage. The Steelers and the Jaguars peed in a lot of survivor pools, Joe.
1: Yeah, uh those were the wow. two most popular plays. <laughs> two most popular plays in just about every poll that I saw. Uh circa 24 for Pittsburgh, 24 for Jacksonville, most picks. Uh they went from 80 to 30 entries left and uh mine Jacksonville was the most popular play, 25. Pittsburgh also second uh at 18. Mine went from 71 down to 28. 28 left. There's still, man, there's still a lot of football left guys, a lot of football left. And uh, so like for a while it felt like, oh man, this is going to be split so many ways. It's going to be so many different winners. Now. I don't know about that. Whether you're doing a Christmas week or not, I'm not sure that we're going to get to the end. The way this has been most, most people don't have uh, many picks left. I did notice in mine that there are two entries The same person has them, has two entries. What? Uh, Yeah, yeah. And so I looked at their picks. I'm like, wait, how did they do this? Were they mixing it up at all? The answer is no. Both. Mm. Same two teams every single week. Like, are we at a point? I'm shocked that they did not start splitting it up you know for security like in your own mind like okay if this crazy thing event happens i don't lose both of my spots um but yeah two two of them and, wow. and one of them one of them has the name naggy pay suck like one and two he, he's both still alive uh so i mean man i gotta respect it you know this uh, guy
2: I'd have cool. to look up
1: the name <laughs> I'd have to look up the name someone that was on the Mexico trip with me they still have a, a play alive and he's like he's out there stressing he's like do I do Tampa do I do the Chargers in the end didn't didn't matter because uh they both ended up winning in just disgusting football in that New England game for sure but uh but yeah I mean at this point going into week 14. All those good teams are gone with the higher point spreads. But you know what? There's also opportunity. It's like, it's the big talking point right now with all the backup quarterbacks. You've got a dozen backup quarterbacks or third or fourth string quarterbacks Mm -hmm. out there. There are opportunities where, okay, there's a much larger point spread than we ever would have thought was going to happen.
2: Wow. Man. I will be sure. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead.
0: Well, no, I I find it fascinating that when we're talking about circa that people Mm -hmm. could have more entries this year. And I thought, you know, somehow just by different combinations, we'd get to the end and you'd get a much smaller slice of the pie. But it doesn't look like that's going to happen because of all of these quarterback injuries and all of this uncertainty that even though uh, you had a chance to invest a lot more in this thing, the return may not be there.
1: Yeah, and I believe all thirty are single entries, meaning nobody has multiple, like like in mine. So mm-hmm. you you could have get had was a ten max in that one. Ten max. That's right. It was six and
0: now ten. Yeah.
1: So so there were a lot of a lot of groups I would say that uh, ended up going ten, and then none of them have two left at this point. So that's pretty that's interesting incredible. too but like but yeah. week after week we would say why are these people picking these dumb teams like it ends up adding up uh over 9000 entries in that one and we're down to 30 in week 14 mm-hmm. when it was looking like there were going to be a lot of teams left i don't know i don't know half the league sucks honestly like when you yeah. get to this point it's it's really <laughs> tough at least half the league at least yeah look at these playoff teams that are in right now look at the very bottom it's like ugh Right, Ooh, I don't want to watch like that on super wild card <laughs> weekend, <laughs> yeah. Right,
0: so th- we need some rebranding as far as that's concerned. Like, we were talking about Shane Steichen winning coach of the year, and we're like, but we don't like the Colts. Like, how do we yeah. resolve this internal conflict here where we want to bet into them in some way? Yet, we're like, gosh, we just don't like this team at all. Maybe voters don't either, I don't know, but still, yep. th- th- these are the internal things that we're wrestling with. Uh, shall we move on now to defensive rookie of the year? Uh, Jalen Carter, still the favorite here at minus 200. Uh, Devin Witherspoon, plus 325. Will Anderson, boy, that number has shortened substantially over the last couple of weeks. Now down to plus 350. And you have a massive schism after that. Uh, Joe, what stands out to you here?
1: Oh, uh, yeah, obviously Will Anderson. I mean, this is the guy that we've been talking about throughout the year. That it, mm-hmm. It's felt like a two-player race. Then I know numbers have fluctuated with some other players like Witherspoon's a name that's certainly popped but his defense stinks is it just going to come down to at the end well when voters are trying to figure out what to do I like the Eagles defense more so I go Carter or I like the Texans defense more or does team success matter like how are they going to end up splitting these hairs I still look at it and say that there's value on the Anderson play. Mm-hmm. Yes, the number is shortened a ton and that it was just 15, uh, 15 to 1 just seven days ago. But I would still look at it and say four to one. No, it should be closer to about even odds between these two. Yeah, I'm with you. It's I felt like it's a Will Anderson play. They're also a buzzy team, so I could see voters mm-hmm. you know liking that. Um, obviously the Eagles in the Super Bowl last year. Um, So
2: maybe they will look elsewhere, even though it's not Jalen Carter's fault. But I do think there's something Mm -hmm. to be said
1: about, you know, just having a little more buzz about exceeding expectations. Uh, And so Will Anderson's probably going to get a lot more credit for that.
0: Here's my question to you two, though. The Eagles Mm -hmm. still face the Giants two more times between now and the end of the regular season. So the opportunities to accrue additional sacks may be with Carter, they may not be with Will Anderson. Does that factor into your
2: decision-making? So I would just say, and sorry to jump in, they are absolutely there with Will Anderson. You got the Jets, you got the Titans, like some of the worst pressure rates in the NFL. The sack opportunities are absolutely there for Will Anderson. So I I think it's a fair point on Carter, but Will Anderson overtook him this weekend, and he's still like, he has absolutely favorable matchups with the jets and maybe a quarterback that wants to be out there. Maybe doesn't maybe turtles. Like if he gets <laughs> pressure around him a couple times, Titans who have one of the absolute worst pressure rates allowed Browns, Is it Flacco who can be a statue? Is it PJ Walker? Maybe it's DTR or rookie again. And then the Colts and it's Minshew. And you know, they actually have one of the better pressure rate allowed, like not allowing pressure offensive lines. But by that point it might be over.
1: Mm. OK, let's let's look at the sacks that we think that, uh the uh not just the sacks, the uh, numbers, the statistics that we think the uh, the voters are going to take a look at uh, sacks. Will Anderson has a five to four edge quarterback hits 17 to seven in favor of Will Anderson, mm. 17 to seven. Mm. Two more TFLs. Yeah, pressures are up there. Tackles 42 to 26 in favor of Will Anderson. Where's Jalen Carter better?
0: Can I add one more to that, and it's, uh In yeah, terms of stats? Uh, Anderson has a higher share of the Texans' sacks than Carter does a share of the Eagles' sacks. So when you're looking at overall defensive success, they rely on Will Anderson, the Texans, do more than the Eagles do Jalen Carter.
2: And, like, mm-hmm. double teams are great. Soaking up double teams are great. Stuff in the run up the middle is great. Sex are so much sex sexier sacks sex. well yep. fumbled that one wow. sex sex was so much sexier.
1: <laughs> you weren't I wrong mean, he plays
2: a flashier position <laughs> yeah um and the numbers are all there and oh by the way he's tipping passes a la the guy that used to play that position in houston jj watt into interceptions for Derek stingley jr like he's doing everything i mean i i agree yep. I, I played it last week, heading into this game because I kind of looked at the schedule. The pressures are there. I just needed a game. And by the way, he just missed by like a shoestring, a third sack on Russell Wilson. Like I would, I'm gonna play it at four to one again.
1: Man, yeah. they nailed that draft. They needed a home yeah. run on both, and they got a home run on both. Like I said at the time like, wow, they gave up a ton of value. They need Will Anderson to be JJ Watt and maybe he will be (laughs) awesome for for
0: such a dysfunctional franchise can we not stress Mm -hmm. enough just how dysfunctional the texans have been over the last several years and for them to you know hit back-to-back dingers like you said joe it's remarkable it it just is Mm -hmm. and definitely will anderson uh, should stay in that conversation. Uh shall we move on now to a couple more divisional conversations here because uh Joe I know you mentioned that the NFC North uh was something that you wanted to take a look at with the Lions at minus 1000 to win that thing, Vikings 10 to 1, Packers at 14 to 1. Is there an outside shot somebody outside of Detroit wins this thing?
1: Yeah, I mean, some of the numbers in these divisions are just so outrageous, and you kind of get it when you break mm-hmm. it down. Like, oh, Miami, should they be minus 2,500? And then you look at it and like, yeah, they're they're up three in the last column. We got five weeks left, so I get it. Uh, Kansas City, they're catchable. Well, not with everybody else in that division. That's why they're minus 5,000. So I get that. Um, the The Philly-Dallas one is going to be talked a whole bunch this week because so much hinges on the result that we're going to get this weekend. But Green Bay with the big win over Kansas City you know when you look at schedule even recently people are like well well that's a loss like no crazy things happen in this league. It, they are on fire and is there going to be enough time? I I was looking at this remaining schedule for Green Bay Now it's tough. they wish they were in the spot that Minnesota is because they already lost to Detroit because uh, and I say that because Minnesota gets Detroit twice in the last three weeks, so they would need a lot of help. But I'm looking at the number of times that the Packers are going to be favorites down the stretch. Giants, Tampa, Carolina, Minnesota, and Chicago. They might be favored in all of them. They might, maybe. The Minnesota one, we'll see where Minnesota's at, and that's on the road. But could they win those five? Yes, they could. Could they close the season on an eight game winning streak? It's possible. They're 20 to, 1, 20 to 1. I don't think Minnesota can do it, even though they, they have the advantage of uh, facing Detroit twice. That number's 11 to 1, about half of the Packers. It's probably going to be Detroit, but I'm just saying I don't think it's done. Done.
0: That's fair. This is BetQL Daily presented by Ben MGM. Coming up next, Rick Camp joins us to talk NBA play-in tournament and his other plays around the association. That's right here on the BetQL Network.